Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Criminals come in all shapes and sizes, though it may strain definition that we can count a six-year-old throwing a temper tantrum in an elementary school among them. Yet, welcome to America. In late September of 2019, a Florida cop arrested two grade schoolers, slapped a pair of handcuffs on at least one of them, and sent them off to be booked, fingerprinted, and have their mugshots taken. Both children, again six-year-olds who misbehaved at school, were charged with misdemeanor battery. A bad day for a harried police officer? Well, yeah, maybe. A bad day for schools and the juvenile justice system? Absolutely. We spoke with Marsha Levick, the chief legal officer for the Juvenile Law Center, which bills itself as the country's first nonprofit public interest law firm for children. She said, Does it get more ridiculous? It's absurd. It's a ridiculous abuse of law enforcement power and authority. But it's also a really unnecessary but all too common abdication on the part of schools and school districts and teachers to just defer their management of school misconduct to police. The pure legality of charging a juvenile as young as six with a crime varies across the United States. 
to be clear, a juvenile in 45 states plus the District of Columbia is anyone younger than 17. In Georgia, Michigan, Missouri, Texas, and Wisconsin, it's anyone younger than 16. A juvenile offender normally doesn't move through the criminal courts, but through the juvenile justice system, which is guided, according to the Office of Juvenile Justice and Delinquency Prevention, quote, by the concept of rehabilitation through individualized justice. For more serious offenses, though, juveniles may be tried in criminal court where, if found guilty, the court focuses on punishment, not rehab. Of 51 jurisdictions, that's the 50 states plus the District of Columbia, 33 have no lower-level limit on holding a young person criminally accountable, Levick says. That includes Florida. In effect, that means that an overzealous cop legally can arrest even an unruly two-year-old. Of those 18 other jurisdictions, most put the lower level that a kid can be charged with a crime at 10 years old. In those locations, a six-year-old like the two in Florida simply could not be arrested or charged with a crime. Levick said, Obviously, it begs the question, how can that be? How can we possibly have created a juvenile court system that allows for the possibility that six- and seven-year-olds can be arrested? I think they never envisioned a six- or seven-year-old would be hauled into court. I think that's a fair assumption. That's not who they designed the system for. So what happened in Florida? A police officer with Orlando's reserve unit arrested the two six-year-olds on separate misdemeanor battery charges on September 19th of 2019. One was a girl who lashed out in a tantrum that was brought on by a sleep disorder, the girl's family told the New York Times. On Monday, September 23rd, the Orlando Police Department fired the officer who made the arrests for not following protocol that required he get approval from his supervisor to arrest any minor younger than age 12. No charges were filed against the two children. Cops in schools, of course, are not new. Florida is one of many states that has bumped up its police presence in schools over the years. The Florida legislature mandated it after the shooting at Marjory Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland that claimed 17 lives in February of 2018. The buildup of police in schools is understandable in some ways. It's been more than 20 years since two students killed 13 people and injured 21 others at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado. Since Columbine, up until April of this year, America has been through 238 other school shootings, according to a year-long investigation by the Washington Post. This increased show of force, though, does come with problems. For one, as the Orlando Sentinel points out, citing a report by the Education Week Resource Center, black students are arrested at school at a disproportionately high rate. At least one of the children arrested in Orlando was black. And as the recent news out of Orlando shows, police and school kids, even elementary school kids, just sometimes don't mix. Levick said, We know where this is coming from, this fear of what happens when a child acts out in school, that there's going to be some catastrophic consequence, emanates from Columbine. For 20 years, we've been overreacting. I'm not aiming to trivialize schools being so quick to call law enforcement. There are obviously many situations in which that's appropriate. But this is one that defies common sense. Most would agree that slapping cuffs on first graders probably is crossing a line. Zero tolerance certainly has its costs. Levick said, Initially, the thought was that there would be some rationality, some reasonableness injected into the school environment that would curb those extreme and absurd responses. But it may be that trusting and waiting for common sense to kick in isn't going to work. It may be that it does require a legislative response. Some movements across the nation aim to raise the minimum age that a child can be charged with a crime to 12 years old. 
In some of those 33 jurisdictions where no minimum age is set, there are calls to set something. Until then, though, school police officers may have to lean on something much less complicated than legislative action when faced with a prepubescent troublemaker. A deep breath, maybe a countdown from 10, and a little common sense. Today's episode was written by John Donovan and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.